Good morning. You're listening to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Mark Erickson, the Vice President of Supply Chain with Meridian. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. So Meridian is the parent company for Taylor Adhesives. So you've got 27 years of experience in supply chain and manufacturing, many years with several polymer companies. And I wanted to talk about this freeze in Texas and one impact that's had both on delays and potential price increases related to polymer-based raw materials. How critical is Texas when it comes to sourcing petroleum-based raw materials? I'll say from a North American perspective, it is the most critical area because it, it follows crude. Crude is produced. That's where a lot of the petrochemical companies that uh, utilize crude to uh, create the fundamental feedstocks that are used for all the key raw materials that we're using in flooring. The other area, if you think up in the other area where crude is produced in um, in Canada, in the Alberta area, there are some uh, petrochemical capacity there as well. But Texas, by far, the Gulf region, Louisiana, very key to a lot of the raw materials that we're using day to day. I know you have a focus you know, primarily on adhesives, but I wanted to talk to you because as I think about floor covering, there's hardly any floor covering made that doesn't have some type of polymer in it. You know, even a solid hardwood flooring has a urethane-based coating on top and ceramic tile. The natural gas that's used to fire those kilns comes through Texas as well. So I did want to talk to you as an expert on this area. So tell us about the status today. I mean, this freeze was three weeks ago. Tell us today what the status is. Yeah, the freeze was three weeks ago. And, and in fact, this winter storm, a lot of folks that realized they gave it a name. It was called URI. A lot of my petrochemical supply contacts have said multiple times that it's worse than any hurricane that has come through or even a cascade of hurricanes. Think back of the Katrina days. Um, you know, this particular storm was so widespread and part of the reason is the damage that it caused was quite invisible. When a hurricane comes through, you can see the damage with things that are broken or are knocked down. But in this case, there's an awful lot of water damage. One way that it was described to me, one of the key petrochemical plants, there's 100 miles of water pipe. Think about water being used for safety, for EH&S, but also all the water that's used to uh, cool things down. All this pe- petrochemical industry is, involves steam piping and heat to crack ethylene. A lot of that piping has broken, cracked, and it's taking time to discover all those and to fix all those. That's just the infrastructure for the plant. The other key thing that happened, and it did make the news, is the level of power outages. I think Texas was about four and a half minutes away from a total blackout that could have lasted several weeks. But the rolling blackouts that did occur didn't just affect people's homes. It affected these big petrochemical plants. And these big petrochemical plants, they don't like to go down very fast. When they go down fast, usually it causes more damage. Depending on the commodity, you know, if it's a product like liquid epoxy and it freezes in the pipes, then it, it takes them much longer to recover. But the water damage is, is probably the most critical because as they start back up, in many cases, they're not seeing the full damage identification. So they'll start up one part of the plant, and then if they see a leak, then they shut it back down and then and fix it. The other problem, if you think about it as well, is all of these petrochemical plants that have had issues, there's been more than 165 events that have been released for one commodity or another where, where a plant has either shut down or, or has had a, had a trip. There's been 65 force majeures announced. But if you think about it, all of these plants have their own maintenance folks. But when there's an event like this and there's so much broken pipes, broken valve because of the water damage, they've got to go out to the contractors. And the issue is, 
there's been so many plants affected that there's only so much contractor capacity out there. So it's taking them quite a long time to get things back up and running. And we're, we're still not out of the woods. Actually, the level of damage that is there is cascading. So the longer these guys are down, means the more of the suppliers that are relying on them are lacking raw materials. You're seeing more and more suppliers downstream that are claiming force majeure because they're not able to get what they need to stay up. Now, Marcus, this is not good news because I'm going to tell you the, the COVID, one of the side effects is people are spending more time at home. We're seeing a very strong demand for residential flooring products. So already just in the manufacturing of flooring, they got behind and trying to catch up. Now they can't get raw materials. So when do you think this will stabilize? Yeah, timing is it's a bit foggy, honestly, yeah. at this point. You know, the conversations that I'm having, having directly with some of the petrochemical suppliers is that they know what they know from their facility and what they can fix and, and when they can get it back up. But the other problem they've got is a lot of these companies are interdependent. BSF uses the term verbund. When BF builds a plant, they may, they build it huge, and so they they build a cracker or a refinery, and that refinery then feeds a cascade of different commodities downstream. But they're all interconnected, and the problem with the interconnectivity, particularly in the Gulf region, is that even though one supplier might be able to start back up, he's not able to because the feedstock that he needs or the feed he needs is coming from a supplier that's also claimed force majeure. So the timing is a bit elusive at this point. Some have said three to four weeks. Others have said it could be months. I think we're seeing some of the refineries are starting back up, which is some of the gasoline production. But, you know, there's no clear answer of, you know, when we're going to get out of the woods from um, all of these shutdowns that have occurred. Okay. And then when facilities come back online, I guess prices are going to be high because there's going to be high demand, and that means that the person who's willing to pay more gets it first, right? That's exactly right, and even worse than that. As you mentioned, 2020 was a weird year in and of itself because of the pandemic. What also made it a challenge is, you know, as we felt in the flooring industry, you know, as the year went on and you've got folks stuck at home and they decide that they want to do a remodel, uh, whether they hire somebody to do it or they decide to do it yourself, we've seen an increase in demand for a lot of the key materials that go into not only the flooring market but in, gen- in packaging as well. Just to think about corrugated, think about plastic all of that demand caused the strain on the supply chain. So the supply chain was already strained before this event occurred because refinery capacity was already low because of uh, the pandemic. And you throw this on top of it, and it's gotten even worse. So, you know, prices had already started to escalate last fall. You know, there were a few outages more related to the cascade of hurricanes that, uh, and tropical storms that went through. If you remember, there were, there were five or six. Right. And every time one goes through, these refineries and petrochemical companies, just from a safety perspective, they decide to shut down. And so that has strained the supply even before the demand started to turn up. So prices started to escalate, I'll say, last fall. And then the beginning of this year, that tightness continued. And then that's when we had this event. Some of the commodities have gone up 250%. One commodity that we purchased, not related to the flooring market, that was already tight before this occurred, and now buyers are uh, aggressively trying to find material wherever it may be. And in many cases, you can't find it. Okay, Mark, well, I appreciate you give us an update on the constraints of the petrochemical supply based on the freeze in Texas. Again, we're talking to Mark Erickson, the VP of Supply Chain at Meridian, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloridaLA.net.